Hey everybody, welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio, Season 3, Episode 1. Three! Quite three what? What an exciting time it is to have made it through 2020. <laughs> so, Sweet. Thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Rule Radio uh, for our third adventure. Uh, as usual, it's your guy Chuck Olson, and I'm um, sitting right around the corner from Big Danny Lakey. I wish I could do that thing. Like the announcer, uh, where he turns <laughs> in the blue corner, guy, <laughs> you know. So there's Big Danny. Danny, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I I can honestly say I did not celebrate uh, the new year because I wasn't mm-hmm. going to give 2020 the the justification of a celebration. So I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, for the first time in how long, I don't remember. Uh, I was the old guy from Old Guys Rule Radio. It was about 9.45. I then vibed a little bit. And I was like, you know what, babe? I mean, it, it, it's already it's already the new year in, like, the middle Atlantic Ocean or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, wherever it was the new year, it was coming towards us. So uh, thank you all for tuning in, and happy new year to everybody, man. I, I certainly hope... That 2021 brings a lot of uh, blessings and joy upon you because it's going to my house because uh, 2020 was kind of a real uh, pain in the butt. It was a turd. Um, as far as years yeah. go, it was a turd. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there you go. I hope I you enjoyed our intro. Is- uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just yeah. Uh, yes. I hope everybody enjoyed our uh, our intro. It was uh, a hell of a year. Uh, we won't be playing that all the time, but that was that was a, a one shot deal, uh, just to kiss twenty twenty goodbye. So it was a hell of a year. It is gone, and I'm looking forward to a new year. So, so I want to tell everybody that the day before we're going to do a podcast uh, or any type of show, we're going to both post it on our personal things and on our and our and our, and our uh, Facebook pages, and we'll text people. Um, for the first time, we we really have some good feedback on some stuff for the show. So we're going to get right into it pretty quick. Um, we've got a, a new sponsor to talk about. We've got, oh, an NFL is crazy and awesome and oh, just so many great stories. So uh, I got I have to break it right off by going, man, I got a real pet peeve. All right. What is, <laughs> what, what, what's, like setting, what's setting you off today? Well, all right. So, okay. Do you all remember back in the day? Now, I'm not saying it's got to be like that now, but back in the day, I mean, do you remember the prices at bars, Danny? I mean, there was like quarter pitchers and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a little extreme, I admit, in the college days. But even so far as like, let's just say a decade ago, you could go to a bar and you could get you three or four beers and maybe a shot for about 20 bucks with tip. Right, and be yeah. Pretty, pretty. So... Would you would you think that was that's pretty close? Well, uh, not yeah. even a decade ago. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly. So, so you go to anywhere nowadays, anywhere, no matter where you go, a beer and a shot, you're not leaving for under fifteen twenty bucks. Oh, I know. This isn't with food. No. I went to McDonald's. <laughs> okay, the McRib is back, folks. And look, listen here. If you don't like the McRib, I don't like you. And it, 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 the McRib <laughs> is magical and delicious, and the McRib is back. So I'm like, hey, McRib combo, regular size, like $10. I'm like, 
McDonald's. It's just me. I'm like, I didn't add anything on there. Ten bucks. So I, my, my biggest pet peeve overall is that the other thing is you go into a bar nowadays and it's not, hey, I'll have a beer in a shot, right? And so they give you like that little peeny glass, that little mini any little thing filled just to the rim, exactly one ounce. Here you are, sir, for $8. And I'm like, what? I haven't been to a bar in so long. I was like, oh, my God, what is that? That's ridiculous. That's it. And, and then they hand me the ticket, and I went, for that? Oh, my Lord. So first pet peeve is bar prices and the way they pour. That's ridiculous. You can't charge me $8 for one shot and give me a three-quarters of an ounce. I, I won't be back. If you're going to charge me $10 for a beer, then at least make it a medium-sized beer, not the little regular 16-pint thing. Oh, God. Oh, I, Overall, I'm, I think – go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm with you, man. Hey, and I don't know if you know, but I got a great shot of your ceiling there. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm with you on that. I went into a place one time, and it was like, you know, I order a beer, and they want 12 bucks, yeah. and I'm like, okay – I just wanted well, one. I, I wasn't ordering the whole six yeah. pack. <laughs> yeah, Did I buy one. those girls down there one too? Yeah. So uh, first pet peeve of the day is, man, bar prices are crazy. I remember nickel beers. Okay, yeah, my age. I remember quarter beers. I remember all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you can't walk out of a McDonald's or in a restaurant for, with a cheeseburger and one beer for under $30, you know, you guys got to watch it. So restaurant owners, everybody hear my voice. You can't make it where it's not affordable for us to go in there and have lunch for 20 bucks for one guy, or we're not going to go back through there. We're going to make, start, uh, that's, we're going to start making our sandwiches and eat those nasty, <laughs> mushy, cold cut sandwiches and carrots. <laughs> hey, you know what? With The one thing that COVID did do is it got me cooking a lot more. Uh, we cook around uh-huh. the house. And the thing is, is that when I have the time to cook, I cook better than the majority of the stuff we go out and eat. And, and I'm not saying that that's you know better than your fine dining, but anything that's under 50 bucks for a meal and a couple of beers, I can do a better job at the house, and I can do yeah. it for a fraction of the price. <laughs> it, it, yeah. my, my son came over one day, and we were eating salmon and crab legs. And he's like, is this how y'all eat all the time? <laughs> and I'm like, well, not all the time, but, you know, now that we're eating in all the time, you know, we'd go to a restaurant and have a salmon meal and a couple of beers and we're in for a hundred bucks. I can go get, Easy. I can go get a half a salmon and a pound of crab legs. And yeah, it's 45 bucks. You throw in a beer at 60, but we ate better and spent less. And, you know, so that's one of the things that we Indeed. learned. My wife, um, she wants to save up to do, you know, about a three or $4,000 outdoor kitchen. Um, so we can nice. grill out there and just do some really nice stuff, some stuff that will last for a while um, sure. and expand my patio and stuff just so we can do more more here, even though we know eventually so, it's going to clear out. But we're just going to do my more next, home. My, my next pet peeve of the day, uh, when's, have you had to take your dog to the veterinarian lately? I have. Okay. All right. So, so it, it is really a trip. It really sucks. I, I, I got to tell you what, though. I go to a guy, his name's Dr. Sanders on uh, Park Row Animal Clinic here in Arlington. All right, well, and he's been tell everybody about him who lives around there. Hey, that's that's why I'm, I'm plugging him. The dude's been around oh, for okay. about 100 years. 
Okay. Right. Uh, he's he's a fantastic vet. He two days a week he doesn't work in his office, and that's because he's out treating large animals. Because he also was a farm vet. So we're talking about a dude. He's not a dog and cat Real specialist. One. He's yeah. a vet. Right. And um, his prices are reasonable. His care is good, and he's the kind of guy that'll look at you and go, "Hey, uh, I heard you had knee surgery," and I'm like, "Yeah." Has you got an ACL? No. Yeah, neither does your dog. You want me to fix it for 2500 bucks, Or is she just going to be okay forever? Well, I think she's going to be okay forever. He's, That's what I thought. Have a good day. I mean, he's not trying yeah. to, you know. <laughs> he, I wish I had one of those. He's a great so, vet. Uh, my, little, my little dog got sick, and it's not that I don't like the guy. But uh, you, you go in just to walk in and, and for them to look at him and run blood work, it's already 200 bucks. Yeah. And that's you know when you walk in the door, it's $200, $250. Anything else, you know, and and you want to love your pets and you want to take care of your dogs. But even with doggy insurance, I had doggy insurance before, and this is where I'm going with this. First of all, veterinarians out there and doctors out there and dentists out there, you're all full of crap. You're supposed (laughs) to – you're you're all supposed to be doctors. You're all supposed to care. There's like a – wasn't there a creed that they're all supposed to sign on for at one point in their thing <laughs> that they say, hey, we want to take care of patients and pets and people. And it's ridiculously a bunch of crap now. Uh, so my big pet peeve is, first of all, veterinarians, because you, you jack up the price. You run us out run us out where just to have Fido looked at, it's 500 bucks, And then the treatment or medicines after that. So first of all, you, you stink. You go up my sticket line. I don't, I don't know that I've ever doctors. spent two hundred bucks at doc, with Doctor Sanders. And I spent eight hundred dollars oh today. No. I spent eleven $1, hundred dollars last time. No, uh, every no. time you walk into it, yeah. Every time you walk, my wife's like, "What's your decision?" I go, "What do you mean? What's my decision?" Well, do we let Tucker sail off in the sunset? I said, "What?" <laughs> well, so, I don't know. So here's this. This is cool. Next time Tucker gets sick, you just tell your wife, yeah. "I don't want to spend a grand." So we're going right. to drive up to Arlington. We're going to spend $100 round trip in gas. We're going to hang out with the Lakeys for a day, and we're going to take him to his right. dollar, doctor, and we're going to save 600 bucks in the trip. Because I guarantee he's not – he, my dog went in, got got x-rays, and he, he said, yeah, because she, she was kind of lethargic, and he goes, he felt some stuff right. in her stomach. So he takes some pictures. He goes, yeah, she's got too many bones in there. She'll be okay. Just Here, just give her this. And it's like, what do you mean she got too many bones? My dog's a hunter. She eats critters, uh, squirrel bones, right. you know bird bones, whatever it is, not stuff we've given her. It's whatever critter she's killed and eating the bones. They were sitting in her belly. Goes, three or four days should be fine. It was about 150 bucks. That was the visit, the x-rays, the medicine, everything. Yeah, I they charged me $400 for x-rays yeah. one time. Now, x-rays got, and treatment, $400. But they got all that newfangled equipment, and the stuff costs a million dollars, and they've got to do it. Dr. Sanders has been doing it forever. Right. He does it the old-fashioned way, and he doesn't. I mean, it's a dog. It's well, a cat. There's a free plug, and yeah. and, and, yeah, there you are. and that's what my, my wife's like. It's a dog. It's a cat. You ate a cheeseburger today. So oh, I'm from that. Sorry, animal lovers. I'm an animal lover. He's in the hospital overnight, and hopefully he'll be okay. I won't explain all the gory details. So next <laughs> is doctors. Doctors, when I have insurance and I go there and I make an appointment to get my stuff myself checked out, it shouldn't be. Uh, first of all, oh, sir, uh, your insurance is approved. And today will be $70. No, no. I walk in there and I have insurance. My, my freaking should be paid, you lousy chum-eating sharks. Second yeah, but of all, that's your insurance company, not your doctor. Right. 
Well, whoever it is, it's, it's Obamacare, man. Cheers it's to Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, no, and they're gonna and they're and they're trying to put put Obama back in office. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, stupider. Yeah. Right. Oh, but okay. So then, and then, oh wait, we got to run blood work. That's another hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> what is the purpose of me paying four hundred dollars a month for health care, and then every? I, I haven't been to the doctor, luckily, thank God, knock, 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 for a while because I'm, I'm a fairly healthy eating, beer drinking guy, and I am active, and I lift weights. So I go in there one time, and it's, again, the worst. Now, here comes the worst. Have you been to the dentist lately? <sighs> Man, I'm, I'm still stuck on $400 a month health insurance. I pay me and my. Yeah. Is that what you pay for your family? Four hundred bucks a month. Uh, Emerson and myself, four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And every time we go anywhere, anytime we go anywhere, <laughs> it's another at least twenty-five to seventy-five dollars a visit. Me and my wife. On top of me and my wife, fifteen thirty-five a month. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred and thirty-five dollars a month, plus. Uh, thirty five hundred dollar deductible. So, like I said, I'm just stuck back on that four hundred dollars a month. Your company's picking up a big part or all of you. They're picking up a giant charge yes. of it. Yeah. All I'm talking about is the extra fees. Whether if you've got insurance, I remember the days here again. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw this in there. There's a series of progressive. We're going to bring this up the next couple shows. Um. Uh, whatever insurance company, it's like they're trying to teach guys how not to be old guys. And they're showing the guy, hey, if I did this, am I hashtagging? No, no, no. <laughs> hey, come on back. Come on back. This is, and they're, they're teaching them how, how not to be old guys like us. Right. So uh, we're going to bring up our, our favorite one or two of those a week because <laughs> uh, I just think it's funny. Today, yeah. my favorite thing was I, I, I watched a guy, he's backing up to a curb. And he's going to hit the curb. I, I'm just in the truck like three down. I'm like, and he's moving good. And I'm like, hey. And I yell out real loud. And he, what's wrong with you? I go, dude, uh, you stop. He's like, what do you mean? I go, you might have went through the window. <laughs> oh, whatever, fool. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there, uh, another pet peeve, again, uh, I meant a dentist. So what they tell you at the dentist nowadays is almost everything is cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, that root canal was pretty damn cosmetic, wasn't it? <laughs> right. And so uh, a, a family member of mine broke their lower partial, right? And, and and so they didn't have any choppers. And they said, oh, that's just cosmetic. There's nothing down there. That's not cosmetic. Well, cosmetic is if, okay, if I want nice veneers or whatever yeah. they're called, you know, yeah. if I want a mouthful of shiny carrots, whatever you call them, <laughs> pearl or whatever you call them, I get that, that that's got to be a bunch of money. The last quote for my personal ones was $28,000. Oh, and my so God, yeah. I was, yeah. And so I said, and I went, wait a minute. All right, okay, how much do you want up front? Is there a payment plan? He goes, no. Nope. 50% down, and I go, and you've got guys and gals. I'm, I'm talking to my wife's cousin. He's a, he's a good dentist. I'm like, so you've got guys and gals who can just walk in and go, sure, let me write you a check for 30 Gs for teeth, for teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No. And he's like, well, I guess. I said, okay, well, there, I got another question. All right, I could probably come up with 15 up front, 15 large. I, <laughs> yeah. I said, I could come up with 15 large, right? I said, okay, but wait. So what happens? Let's just, I, I'm not saying I can do this or not do this because <laughs> we're about to buy a different house. So what here happens, Mr. Wright, if uh, I don't pay? He goes, what? And I go, I'd like to see the dude who could come try to yank those out of my face. <laughs> He's looking at me. I was like, teeth repo. I, I mean, okay. A lot Maybe of things that's the business you and I should get in is teeth repo. <laughs> teeth repo. I'm like, I don't know anybody bad enough on this planet who can hold me down and unscrew like 15 teeth. No, thanks. Uh, I just don't see it. And he goes, he's just sitting there. He's like, so you want to, you want you don't want to move forward with the plan. I'm like, no, I don't want to move forward. With the plan. <laughs> that's kind of like, I my, move forward with the plan. That's like my hair on, story, man. man. <laughs> 30 grand for the plan. I got a plan for you. How about making five grand? How about making it affordable? How about making this world real where you don't have to make $15,000 on every transaction? You could make a thousand or two thousand and being a millionaire took you a little longer. You jerk. Oh, <laughs> did, it's, did, it's all of them. Did I on the other you? side, I've been to a dent. Oh. I went to a dentist, Danny, and he goes, Hey, uh, so they, I've gotten my, I gotten a, a Sultan. And so a couple of my teeth were broken. And uh, so I had to have them replaced. And so they well, we're making you a, a, a temporary or partial. Uh, do you want teeth in the meantime? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know, man. I mean, I haven't hunted many crocagators lately. <laughs> well, well, here comes Andy Griffin. I don't reckon, darling, I reckon I could probably go without some teeth for a while. And B'd have to make me more taters. More things I could probably chomp on other than that old good old chicken. Come on, man. Do you want teeth in the meantime? They really asked me that. At my dentist on Main Street in Fort in Weatherford, Texas, there are dump heap. I there's don't go there. So all right, so anyway, I get off my pet peeves. I gotta put we 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 are blessed and thankful. For all of you listening this What about week, my pet peeves? Of, go ahead. Yeah, oh, you totally oh. dissed me, man. Oh, no. That's pet, one of my pet, pet peeves. are even better than mine. I'm kidding. But, yeah. Well, <laughs> first, first, I wanted to ask you, did I ever tell you the story about uh, going to Bosley to get some hair? Have I told you that uh -uh. story? No? Okay. No, sir. This is, this is kind of funny. So I go in, and <clears throat> they have this really attractive blonde, and she massages your skull, and she puts her breast on the back of your head. You know, all the great service. And she proceeds to tell me how handsome I would be with a full head of hair. And then they go through the whole plan and they tell me how I'm a candidate and I can do this and I can do that. So to get just the front part filled in, it's $13,000. To get the back part added to it is an additional seven. And that doesn't include the fact that I would have to be on Rogaine for 60 bucks a month for the rest of my life. But that's beside yeah. the point. But so they run my credit and they go, oh, you can, you know, you can afford it. And I'm like, I don't know. And I go home and I'm talking to my wife and my wife's, she's the one who right. sent me because she was, she asked me, she, she was telling a friend that I was okay with being bald and she didn't understand why her husband was, was so upset with being bald. And I said, what do you mean I'm okay with it? And she said, well, you never <laughs> complain about it. And I said, yeah, cause I, I said, I don't complain about being six foot tall either. I can't do anything about it. It's just the way it is. Right. And she's like. You mean it bothers you? And I said, why do you think we had a Western wedding? 
so I could wear a cowboy hat because we're not taking 100 pictures of my bald head. She's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, that's exactly why we had a Western wedding. So she sends me to Bosley. We do all this. Anyway, I asked her about it, and she said, you know, we could afford it. Uh, she said, if you want it, we can do it. We can afford it. So this hot blonde calls me. Mr. Lakey, you do know how, how, how handsome you would be with a full head of hair. And I'm just remembering, okay, yeah. And she's like, and we ran your credit, and it's going to be $675 a month, and that's within your budget, and you can do it. And I said, yeah, I've been thinking about that. For $675 a month, I could buy a new Corvette. And with a new Corvette, yeah. I really wouldn't need the hair. Uh, uh, <laughs> she uh, hung uh, up and never called back. Never called. <laughs> <laughs> she knew she'd lost. That might be one of my all-time favorite stories. All right. That's fantastic. So, so, but my pet peeve, because we're in cars, yeah. all right, is blinkers. Yeah. So yeah. just just here's the deal. If you're halfway through the lane – a blinker is to tell oncoming traffic or following traffic, to tell traffic where you want to go. It tells them yeah. what you want to do. Intend. Intend, intend on do, doing yes. it. When you're halfway through the lane change, I really don't need to see your damn blinker. At that point, I already know your rear end is coming into my lane. I don't need a blinker at that point. When you are taking a turn... And I'm sitting there waiting for you to go by and clear the intersection. I don't need a blinker halfway through to let me know that you slammed on your brakes and took a right-hand turn. I can figure it out. So if you're not going to do the blinker to let people know what you intend to do, please don't use it to let me know what you are doing. I figured that part out. <laughs> so there's my, there's my rant. That's my pet peeve. So uh, we're gonna. Uh, that's a good one, and and, and the other two I'm gonna bring up. Uh, well, we got Big Thomas uh, from New Mexico. Uh, thank you for chiming in, uh, old Mr. Jared from New Mexico. Thank you for chiming in, and a new friend of the show, Mr. Chris. Um, he's brought up some great topics for us today. Hey, we still uh, got to thank also, our friends from France because they're still listening in and. I just get a total kick out of the fact that uh, every week they take the time to listen to the show. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And, and big, big, no, big Nolan here in Houston, he brought up a, good, a couple good topics and we're going to get into all those. But since we're in the, uh, in the pet peeve thing, um, <laughs> our, our buddy in New Mexico said he's changed the, the name <laughs> from Carlsbad, New, New Mexico to the city of blinding lights. Because there's so many oil field trucks, no matter when you're driving, that if you're not doing 20 miles over because you're hauling a load, then they'll, then they'll, they'll blind you and the car in front of you. And then the other ones are the military-grade uh, jerks who come up behind you. So headlights in New Mexico. Well, Jared, what I'd like you to focus on out there is all the wonderful uh, headlights that there are. Uh, that are not on trucks, and that'll distract you, and then you'll be distracted driving. <laughs> Jared, he called that one in, but he also called in a good topic as we head into football. So uh, I really, really have a lot of good football stuff this week. So if you all don't like the NFL, uh, or if you might uh, uh, want to hear about other sports, 
tune in to next episode where we'll be talking about some other stuff because I've got a lot of I've got a ton of there's so much news this is the time of the year where a lot happens negatively and positively in the NFL so we're going to talk about a lot of things but Jared again thank you again for tuning in he's our old buddy from our old company uh, you remember he, yeah. he, he was oh, yeah. over so, uh, so what, what, what was his topic for the NFL what did he want us to talk about so well First of all, Jared Jared mentioned that, uh, did you know, Danny, last week we mentioned a thing where we thought that Alabama could probably beat the Jets. I doubt it. And, I don't think so. I really well, don't. Well, it, at least they could score on them a bunch. <laughs> but the point was <laughs> Maybe. is yeah. that Alabama, Alabama traditionally uh, is, a, and even to this point, we might, we'll get into it later, it doesn't matter who you put in front of Alabama right now. Their offense really can't be stopped other than by a lot of planning. Uh, Ohio State is so fresh that they may be able to do it because they're not beat up from a full season, and so that gives them some credit. But did you know, and I'm going to pull up the, the little thing I brought up uh, from the website. So back in the and, – and thanks, Jared. This is really cool. So back in the – in the, uh, in the, from 1934 to 1976, the NFL champions and a team of college seniors from the previous year, also known as the College All-Star Football Classic, used to play each other. I did not know that. So uh, this stopped in 1974 due to the NFL strike and some other things. But uh, the overall record was that the college in the college all-star games, the the pros won uh, 31 out of 40 some games, and so the pros were generally better. But it was an entertaining and it was real football. This is again from <laughs> from 30 in the 30s to the 70s. So you know that was real football. So yeah. Uh, yeah. history. So I thought it was a really cool thing. If you guys don't want to Google it. Uh, and there's plenty of history that tells you about it, but it's a really, really fun thing. They called it the Chicago College All-Star Game. And it, it just, that would have been cool to see because I can think of some, some teams that, you know, like the Alabama, a couple of Alabama teams. I mean, last year, LSU had a beast, you know. They, they pretty much housed everybody, right? So, if they could have played a couple of the worst teams in the league in the last few years, it'd been fun to see. So, anyway, that that was one of the things from Jared. Um, several other folks have chimed in, and we're going to get to it. So, the rest of the show is going to be NFL, NFL, and a new friend of the show talked about uh, draft classes. So, we're going to have fun with with all that stuff. Uh, do you? By the way, Danny, do you know what the difference between the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? And uh, Chick Fil A is. Hmm. I, Not I, many I, of them I, show up on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New NFL joke for you. So, no, it's what, I, what is Philadelphia? No, it's what is Philadelphia? What does Philadelphia and Chick Fil A have in common? Neither of them yeah. show up on Sunday. <laughs> right, and they don't show up on Sunday. So I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a twist for you. So we're gonna jump right into the thing. Uh, Big Thomas uh, in New Mexico, also big fan of the show, big friend. Okay, uh, well we want to start this off before we go there. <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, well, 
<laughs> so, so Thomas is a Redskins fan, right? And yeah. Dallas and the Giants were basically playing for for a playoff spot, right? Right. Um, so during the game, um, a lot of things happened. Obviously, uh, the funny thing is for Cowboys fans is once again Jason Garrett kept the Cowboys out of the playoffs. <laughs> so I, I so just, the, what do you what do you think? Are we are we better off this year? Are are we a uh, better team than Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett went eight and eight. Are, are we a better team for a long time? And, and quite frankly, we lost now. Thank God for the Washington Redskins. Thank God. You know, a few weeks back, about six weeks ago, they decided that they were going to win the NFC East. Everybody else still tried to lose their way into the NFC East. The only way that the Cowboys or the or the Giants could have won is if somebody lost. They didn't. Neither so, one of them were going to win their way in. They would have I, lost. I agree. Their way in. I agree. But well, when this story, how this story goes, was that. The, the, and it's an interesting NFL story. We've got stats, and we're going to do some Texans. We're going to do predictions for next season. But I want to I want to finish this story before we go to our favorite part of the show. So, as they were winning or losing, um, the Eagles were rooting. So all of the Eagles were like, "What are you doing?" How, how, I'm sorry, excuse me. Let me twist that. So the Eagles were setting their players, and I was going to ask you about benching players for playoffs. The Eagles took Jalen Hurts out of the game, and, and, and he wasn't playing well, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Redskins were playing. Well, the Eagles were pretty dilapidated, and it was it was really good that they even played that far. But the Giants were going crazy on social media, going, "Get him back in there! Get him back in there!" Right? <laughs> Yeah, because they wanted to lose their. Right. They wanted somebody to lose so they could get in right. with a six they lose and ten their way record. In, so. Six freaking ten. Oh, yeah. I oh. gotta tell you something though, Danny. In two thousand, so who came into the games for the Eagles? His name's Nate Sudafield, and he came in and he. By the way, not only did he look terrible. <laughs> he, Okay, Andy Dalton's a game manager. You can see he's not a world champ, right? Right. He's not bad. No. He's not bad. He's not bad, but he's not, you know, he's not going to take the next level. No. This guy, and I'm not even boasting about myself, I got a better arm than that guy <laughs> about 50 pounds ago. I could have, they could have called me and I'd have done all right, you know? But, this, but here's the irony, and here's the chip I wanted to put in the thing. So the Giants are going crazy because they took this guy out, put that guy in. Um, so, so, the, the Eagles are going crazy. They're like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. They're, they're screaming, right? Uh, so uh, in 2017, if you remember correctly, that's the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 17th week of the season, because they didn't want to hurt Carson Wentz, guess who started? I don't Nate know. Sudafield. Oh, really? <laughs> same, guy. same guy. So they need to look back in the mirror, you ding-dongs, as we call people. And those goofballs need to look back and go, wait a minute. That's the same guy that we started. And so they're screaming, oh, come on, come on. It's all this uh, history. Don't let the refs win it. Play better football. You're, again, Giants, you, you, you are a team of – now, I want to say about the Giants – their last probably three or four games, man, they played with everybody. I mean, they beat a couple teams, right? 
But the Giants have been playing with people. And so the Giants, I think, have a positive uh, future. Young quarterback, solid offensive line, good running back. Last half the season winning record. Uh, however, the Cowboys, man, man, oh, man. And uh, so we're just going to skip the Cowboys this week because we got much well, more to talk about. The, the only thing, so, the only thing I'll talk well, about with the Cowboys what do you, is, is what do you that, think? Well, what before you before you do finish up that thing, Danny? What about resting players? Because the Steelers played the Browns and rested twenty five percent of their players. Man, I, you know, I, I'll tell you it's what. It's been going on forever, yeah, right? Hasn't I, that always happened? I'm okay with resting players. I mean, you you take a chance of getting some guys out of a rhythm, and I think that that hurts you. But at the same time, if you right. protect your guys or if you can use it as an extra bye week to, to get some guys healthy for the playoffs, I mean, I'm all for it. I think I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I agree. I'm more it, offended by college seniors sitting out and not going to bowl games because they want to help right. their NFL draft pick. I I would right. as as a as an NFL coach, I would look at that as a negative because I would I think would I, I'm thinking that you're willing to pick and choose the times that you're willing to play and not willing to play. Right. I if you're in a right. bowl game and you have the opportunity to win, go you win. Go play. Um you go so, play. That's just me. I mean, I, I understand what All you're right, risking, so anyway, but that's still just me. I, I would agree with the resting players thing. This particular weekend, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys thing, it was a really weird, weird demographic. And quite frankly, um, when I look at who the Steelers have to play at home, they can definitely beat <laughs> the Browns. So I'm sorry I'm laughing so loud at that, but the fact is they can. They could have beat the Browns, uh, but who did they have to face if they beat the Browns? So uh, selective coaching. And we're going to go to coaching here in a minute. So many coaching opportunities. But factually, uh, interesting NFL time. Several other things coming up. But our favorite time of the show is coming up for today. Need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N Bira. Hey, Danny. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for for all of our friends and family. And uh, before we go into beer thirty, I want to mention a new friend to the show and, and a new sponsor to the show. Uh, good guy, and I've known this guy a long time. Um, and uh, we work together. We work together both uh, personally and on projects. So um, I want to tell you about uh, Danny. Have you ever lived at a house where where you're, you started seeing cracks in the walls? Yes. How about one where you could the the, the dirt started falling away and, and maybe started having issues with the foundation? <clears throat> well, in Texas, that just never happens every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Without gutters, I mean. Truly, it happens all the time. So, um, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, a new friend of the show, first of all, I've known him for several years, and his company name is truly uh, what they're all about. It's called All-in-One Texas Trust Home Solutions. And what they do is they give you a free estimate 
and but when you're seeing things like this, you got to get it, get on it early. I had a house like this, and I didn't know what to do, uh, and, and I didn't know who to call. But you do know how to call, who to call, and where to call now. Uh, they do foundation repair, right drainage, landscaping, irrigation, pretty much anything it has to do to keep your home safe and your home from from real serious problems. And if you get ahead of you know this, Danny. If you can get keep that dirt up near to the foundation before it becomes a problem, it's going to save your house a lot of times, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And they do. You know, I had a buddy who had to have this done to to save his backyard and to keep it yeah. from coming into his house. But they do retaining walls. They do gutters. Yep. Uh, I mean anything. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of great stuff. That's right. So again, uh, my friend Justin at uh, Texas All in One Trust. Um, it's on our, our Facebook page, on our website, uh, anywhere you need to get a hold of him, or you could just, like you all did last week, we want to thank Justin and his team. Um, uh, we're going to have a look at a couple properties down down there right now. He, I did home inspections with him for a good solid five years. Good guy, family guy, honest, honest, honest. So thank you for uh, coming on board uh, with Mr. Justin, Texas Home Solutions and Trust. Um, now we go into our favorite part of the show, Beer 30. Beer 30. <laughs> All right, Danny, do you have one to review this week, my friend? I do. Um, this was actually a Christmas present from my family. Uh, it is uh-huh. called, well, it's from Wild Acre, and I've done some stuff from Wild Acre before, and they've I been pretty that. decent, uh, so I've liked their stuff. But this is the Wild Acre Juicy Bingo. It is a rotating hazy IPA series. I don't know what a series is, huh. but it is a fantastic seven point eight percent alcohol by volume. It is wow, brewed in there the. There he goes. It is brewed so in everybody, the. Everybody uh, remember yeah. Danny the first half of the show because once he drinks two or three of these, uh, he's going to be all about Trump. Uh, you right, know what? The, the, the sevens don't bother me. It's when we start hitting the the nines and the tens those get to me. But this is uh, made with Southern Star hops. It's a double dry hopped beer, uh, dank berries, which I'm not sure if I'm real happy about, but they're there. Uh, Southern Passion hops. It is brewed in fantastic Fort Worth, Texas. And if you look, it's got that uh, just that. I mean, you can't see through this beer. It is. It is just a thick, golden. Oh, you love it. Oh, you, you know it. it. So. It's got a nice fruity flavor. Go. I mean, I like the the juicy hops. I'm not as big fan on the hoppy hops. <laughs> hoppy hops. Wow. So for a hop, a beer that talks about hops, not real hoppy flavored. Uh, man, I'm going to give that a big thumbs up. Uh, it's uh, it's not overly fruity, but it's got a fruity taste. Uh, it's not overly aromatic, but it's got a good scent. It is a fantastic beer. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm gonna give that uh, I'm gonna give that a four for a an IPA. Watch out! Yeah, Watch out. yeah, that's a good. That's beer. an all time classic. Yeah. Everybody's got to go out and try that beer. Anything over three point seven five in our show, it's an all time classic. You got to yeah. go try that beer. Hey, Danny, have Wild we ever? Acre, have you juicy ever, bingo. Wild acre. Have we ever done this one? The you'll shoot your eye out. Didn't you do that last week? I did do that last ago? week. Yeah, for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure because it was in a six pack I was given. Yeah. A deal. So today I found an authentic. Oh. 
German Kolsch. Oh, sweet. Um, from Germany, and I like a Kolsch. It's Alstadt. It's at about half the beer stores. It's a Kolsch, 4.8% uh, volume. Very golden, um, very simple. Um, and that's when you want to drink about six beers, not not too high in the alcohol. So uh, weird, plain weird can. Uh, it says brewery and restaurant tap is in Fredericksburg, Texas. So it's a Texas beer, and I'll stop with a weird weird logo, and we're gonna give it a try. Yeah, I did that one uh, a couple weeks back. I'm gonna look for it, but go ahead. This one too. I don't think I did that particular one. I did an all stop though. No. Uh, all right. So, Kolsch's Kolsch beers have a strong flavor. They'll make you want to stop. They're a they're a good beer with dinner or meat because they'll wash things down. And so that's that's not not my favorite Kolsch. It's a little strong. Uh, 3.25 for, <laughs> it's called, uh, weird letter L Kolsch. You know, you know, I, uh, I don't do a five. So when you do a 3.25, I always round it up to, so this would be a 3.3. 3. I rated that a three. Uh, I rated okay. that a 3.3 four shows ago. This same one. Uh, I think one? I did the blue one. Um, so I don't think it was oh. a pure Kolsch, but yeah, uh, I was not impressed either. So all start, you and, suck. And, Sorry, love you, Fred- yeah. Fredericksburg, but your beer making needs some help. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hey, it's not my favorite. I call and, like and I see him. I'm sorry. <laughs> so thanks again for tuning in to Beer Thirty, uh, and and I will tell you that the one he rated a while ago is a pretty good beer, and I'm going to have a sip of that right now. Oh yeah. So cheers good. to all of you. Cheers to all your family and friends, and uh, happy New Year. We haven't really said. Happy New Year. This is going to be the best New Year ever uh, because that's what the saying is, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So so while you're, while you're uh, channeling the new beer, uh, the, uh, the Yule beer, I wanted, I wanted to go back to just, just the NFC East because this is going to be a pretty short conversation because they all suck and they're all going to lose, and I really don't care if you sat people or didn't. Uh, the fact that you've got to let somebody else lose in order to get in. I was not going to root for Philadelphia either way because I hate Philly. I hate them with a red hot passion. They they just they don't deserve to win. They don't deserve anything. I hate them. So even if it means Cowboys going to the playoffs, if you got to let Philly win, that means you didn't do your damn job, guys. And right. so I'm glad I'm glad Washington won because so they why would actually I be, won. Why would I be rooting? Why would I be rooting for the Washington Redskins? Other than um, our buddy, yeah, I was gonna say we like Tom. That's his. That's his team. But the reason I no. will vote for the Redskins is because Alex Smith is a Alex fantastic Smith. story. Alex Smith, yeah, and that's it. Well, and it's one of the best NFL stories. In they're the only time. team that actually tried to win to get in. Okay, they beat Dallas they twice. Fought, they I mean, started out like crap. Yeah, then they got Smith back. Then they yeah. got a few wins. So, yeah, I, 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 my, on my line of. I said, talk about Washington team. I don't like how they had to change a name, but they have a little weird something. And I will tell you that uh, there's, there's. You always say a couple teams you don't, you don't want to have to go against, but they're not an easy out because they've got a line and they can hit your quarterback. And so um, I know they probably they can't beat Green Bay right now. 
and mm. they can't beat this man. No, but at, at least but they at least they worked their way in. I mean, I'm, they I'm sorry. Fought, they, yeah, fought their way in. Yeah, no, I'm glad. So, I'm glad. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Good for them. I would also s- switch over to uh, uh, some other. So um, there are several, several NFL head coaching uh, opportunities. Is Dallas uh, one of them? Actually, well, I wish. Oh man, Dallas actually not. <laughs> Did, they kept their coaches and they kept their offensive offensive line coach. Did did uh, they not me, do did did did, uh, did he, McCarthy not do just the crappiest head coaching job ever? I mean, I, I'm so, sorry. You you all the way down to he goes on fourth down goes for it on fourth down inside his own thirty to because he feels like he needs a win. That's a stupid mistake. You know, you don't go for it on fourth in your own side of the field. He he constantly made stupid errors all year, and they should have won the game if he would have just thrown the challenge flag at the end to find out that that dude did get the ball bounced off the ground, and he didn't even have the balls to do it. I'm sorry, but McCarthy needs to go. I mean, I, I have not been impressed with anything he's done, but his decision-making has been hideous. And you can't yes. tell me. I, and I, I know Dak went down. I, I realized that the offensive line was uh, no, decimated with, inter, it, it, the with calls that, but. and the way he's directing the team. He doesn't seem like a leader anymore. He seems like a half half-assed. Uh, go ahead, Danny. Well, no, you, no, you're right. He I, is not taking them to the right place. No, he doesn't. Football teams don't need someone who can call plays. How, yeah. They need a leader who can motivate the team who can make people better, businesses and football teams alike, need someone who can drag them along. And Mike McCarthy, the only thing he can drag along is chicken wings. Uh, Maybe a big bowl of, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's a good family man. Sure. Green Bay let go of it. They parted ways for a reason. Where's Green Bay this year? Look, I'm not not attacking the man personally. Personally, he may be a wonderful human being. I'm I'm not attacking anything other than his coaching style. And and here this right this is just we we talk about we coach we coach Pee Wee. I was coaching a Pee Wee team. We had eleven kids. All right. One of my kids picked a fight with another kid on the field, right? And I went out and I grabbed him and I pulled him off the field. Now one one ref saw him do it. Now this is granted it's third grade football, right? He saw him do it, and he was about to grab a flag, and he saw me ushering the kid off, and he held held onto the flag because it should have been a, a 15-yarder, but he also understands it's third-grade football, right? And I'm addressing it. Another ref came up to me and says, Hey, Coach, you've only got 10 on the field. And I said, And we're playing with those 10 for now. Thank you, sir. And I took this kid off the field, and I went with 10 because you are not picking fights on my team. You are not going out and, and doing stuff – that is personal fouls. You're not creating personal fouls without any repercussions. And you've got Jones who goes in and hits a tight end and gives them a fresh set of downs and then laughs about it, and he's still on the field. There were three personal fouls that were after the play ridiculous. I'm not talking about some of the crap that happens on the field and you hands to the face on a quarterback or something like that. I'm talking about stupid personal fouls and those players were on the field the very next play and i'm sorry when you do that 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 is not acceptable 
And at the very least, you pull the guy off the field, and I don't care if it costs you the game. If he came out, if the Cowboys lost because the wide receiver Jones was supposed to be covering beat whoever replaced him for a touchdown and the difference is two points, and somebody said, why was Jones off the field? I would flat out look in the camera and go, because he created a stupid personal foul, and I will not tolerate that in my players, and I put him on the bench so he understood what happened. And if if I have to play and teach guys to do it, and we lose a couple of games to get some integrity, we're going to do it. But to let these guys do this and run over it, there is, there is no control on that team. So, he has none, and he'll never get it. He's not going to get it. He doesn't have it's it. It's over. He doesn't. The biggest thing for a coach is to have respect from your players, um, and he doesn't have it. No. And he doesn't have it from the team. We're going to skip over to a couple other teams. Sorry about that. Uh, so, well, that's all and, right. And you want to pick for next Cowboys year? Well, you gets... want to pick for next year? Cowboys are going to suck because as long as McCarthy's there, they will have no respect. They will have no discipline, and the players are going to do the crap that they did this year, and they're going to be so, eight and eight or nine and seven because they got a hell of a lot of talent, and they may get nine and seven just on accident. And if other teams suck, they'll make the playoffs out of nine and sevens. But otherwise, they're that's where they are, and they may not even have a quarterback because. That's not worth forty million dollars. Uh, I'm sorry. I got a, I got to okay. conject there. I got to <laughs> conject there. Uh, put a side note because in a minute, when I talk about one of the coaches who was fired uh, recently, yeah. I want to talk about a side note about that. All right. Um, so, first thing I want to deal up with. So, uh, one of our fans asked if we like the new NFL setup. Um, no. The ironic part, <laughs> right? So. The ironic part is, is that it was Big T in New Mexico, and if it wasn't for the new setup, the Redskins wouldn't have made it. So, do I like the new setup where there's only one bye week uh, total per per division? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do like that. I like where it's straight up. It shortens it. It shortens it. It used to be two, and that lengthened it. There was a longer playoff season. So, first of all. I gotta say, I like the new setup, Danny. You like the new setup? Um, I mean, I don't like the new playoff setup. I think, and here's why: the why? two bye weeks. You want a longer season? No, Danny wants longer. No, I, I don't necessarily want a longer season. It's I don't, I, I don't want more teams in the playoffs. So the Redskins are in at. Seven and nine, and any team. No, they, well, they would have been in anyway. Division champions. They're they're division champions. So, so exactly. We could talk but my, down, but like my point, but but my point on that is is that um, you open yourself up to letting seven and nine teams into the playoffs, and no team at seven and and nine deserves to be in the playoffs. I'm sorry, the Redskins do not that's, deserve that's going on to forever. be in there. Okay, okay. I mean, they don't deserve well, they're, it. That's they're, been, they're they're the there's lesser four of years of, in uh, NFL history yeah. that seven and nine teams have come in, and there's been several years I wrote down. I'm not going to get all those numbers off the back of my book, where ten and six or eleven and five teams have Don't not made the playoffs yeah. because they're right. Right. So so that's I'll just say I, I like the format because look at the format, two buys and everybody's playing. Uh, Next it's yeah. short while. Well, yeah, so okay. I, so, no, I, uh, I get it. it. I, I do. I, it's just I, I'm I'm not a big fan of it. I'm more of a purist. I mean, honestly, I'd rather see him add another game, make it 17. I don't know. Um, you know, no, make, I, it, I, I, I would it, not. It, it, I, I want no. I I'm shorten the season, expand the playoffs. 
uh, or shorten both. Uh, I, I would tell you, right? I like how it is set up right now. <laughs> you know, and I got to tell you the one funny thing. I really think that's funny. Yeah. Is that now the now the Browns got to play the Steelers again? <laughs> All right. So, so I've me... gotten probably fifty posts, people picking on me. Yeah. About the Steelers losing to the Browns, and I went, well, they're gonna play again next week. All right. So so and here, uh, how about how about this one? All right. Yeah. How about this for a crazy freaking idea? You you want to you want to expand the playoffs and hey, um, you know make it to where there's seven teams in or even eight, however you want to break it down. Instead of having four divisions, have two. Okay, double them up. Take the first and the second in the division. Those four teams are automatically in, and then take the next three best. Maybe take the next four best. and Yeah, and and it doesn't matter. It can all be on one side or it can all be on the other, but then you're guaranteed the two best teams are going to be your division champions and all the rest are going to have winning records. And you're not going to have this, the 11-5 and doesn't make it because they're going to be up in there. And I'm okay with something like that. I just have a real problem with letting mediocre teams get in there because of the way it's laid out. I mean, that's, that's just me. Well, you know. Out of, uh, yeah, cream, there's not a lot of cream. To, there's not a lot of cream to the crop. No, right? that that cowboy, so, that cowboy yeah. uh, Giants game, that was bad football. The the yes. the Eagles Washington, that was bad football. And one of those, well, three, you know, three of the four teams had a shot at the playoffs, and they all are awful. And I don't want to see more awful. Now, if you've got, if there's a way to make sure that the 11 and five team or the 10 and six team that got cut before gets in there, man, I'm all over that. So let's see more good football, but let's find a way to eliminate the bad. And you go to two divisions, and you're gonna eliminate the bad because out of seven teams in each division or eight teams in each division, you're not gonna have eight bad teams. You're only gonna, you know, you're gonna have some good teams at the top. They're gonna make it. All the good ones will make it, and all the bad ones won't. And I'm okay with that. Well, you you would hope so. There'd be some type of stupid flaw. I'm I'm okay. Hey, uh, I'll tell you another. I'd be okay with the expanded playoffs if you say that a division champion automatically goes unless they're unless they have a losing record, and there's another team better. Does that so so if the Redskins are seven and nine, and if there's seven teams that have a better than seven and nine record that are winning, no tiebreakers. You know, if another team's seven and nine and you're seven and nine as a division champ, you go. It doesn't matter what tiebreakers are, you go, you won the division. But if you're if you have a losing yeah. record as a division champ and there are seven teams with winning records, you don't get to go. I'm okay with that too. I just want to see good football. I don't want I mean, think about this. Just seriously, give this a hard thought. Had Washington lost, the New York Giants would be the division champs at six or and the Dallas 10. Cowboys. Well, but the Dallas or Cowboys had the one. Would, Dallas Cowboys would have been seven nine. When Dallas lost to New York, had had Washington lost that second game, that Sixth that night game, New York worst, would have gone worst in. Worst record to ever make. Worst record to ever make the playoffs. And we want more of those teams in, and that's what I'm saying. I, if there's a way to go as a division as a division winner, if you have a losing record, you can get bumped by somebody who is eight and eight or better. I, and I'm okay with that. I will. I, well, we're gonna wish, but that, yeah, exactly. You can wish in one hand. Yeah, wish in the other. Right. Uh, so, once again, 
Sorry. Thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Rural Radio. Hey, Danny, where can they get find us at? Uh, they're probably wondering because you don't usually think. And what's the rules of the show? Well, we have <laughs> the rules of the show are like us and share us. So we would appreciate if you get on Facebook, yes. you like us, you share us. Heck, if you know how to use Twitter, flip over to Twitter and like us and share us over there because we don't know how to use it. Uh, <laughs> but you can find us at theoldguysruralradio.com. If that stupid webpage is still up, because I've had some fighting going on, that thing went down for a while and then went back up, and I've had to deal with GoDaddy trying to get that thing stable. I don't know what the heck's going on with that, but oldguysruralradio.com is where our website is, and uh, you know you can shoot us a text through uh, Facebook, and we will answer those. Uh, and then if you can find us on our website, or that's just fine. personal, or hey, yeah, or, yeah. or personal, or. You can listen to us at just about anybody that shoots out a podcast. And soon, coming very soon, hopefully by the end of the month, but soon, uh, we're going to open up our own uh, YouTube channel. So you'll be able to spot us on YouTube. You, you know, I, I, it's where the world is going, where we have to have our podcast to make our podcast work. We've got to get on YouTube and make the video. But the well, whole reason we do a podcast is, is we have faces for radio. We don't have yes. <laughs> So if I you want know. to see our ugly well, mug on Facebook or on, uh, know, <laughs> or on YouTube, you look, it's going to be there. I, I, I have to disagree. My, 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 I told you all that joke. My mama said, you got a face for radio. I think we're both pretty decent for, for a thousand years old between wow. us. But, um, yes, please check us out <laughs> at any of those sites. Uh, we thank all of our new listeners. I'm going to jump into one of those here in just a second. Uh, we got to go into the NFL and kind of pick around uh, who we think – is going to win this weekend, our predictions. And uh, as we finish the show, uh, I got this. Well, I'm going to go right into this one, Danny. All right, let's so see. a friend of friend of the new friend of the show said, what's the best uh, class draft? So I want everybody who's listening, get your phone out, Google away, because I did. And Google's pretty accurate on this one, to be honest. But uh, we think about – the NBA and the NFL have draft classes. And when the best teams were ever brought in, the talents, excuse me. And I was thinking about like three or four just off the top of my head. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fire it off to you, Danny. Uh, baseball, by the way, baseball has a little bit of a different draft system. So we can't really play this way. <laughs> with baseball, but uh, well, since, we're, think, since we're in Danny, football, let's just stay in football today, just because we're right. running long and I got more what's football the, stuff to talk what's about. What's your best draft class of uh, number three draft class of all time for football? In all in all reality, you know, I've I've looked at all these you know greatest draft classes and things That's like that. It's posted right, and and they're 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 kind of weird. I mean. I can tell you what they say. You know, they do it by pro bowlers and hall of famers and things right, like that. Right, right. So, I mean, and some of that's great, but like number four, they have in 1985. Okay. And you've got Bruce Smith, Chris Dolman, uh, Andre Reed and Kevin green. And is that really the number four overall draft class of all time? Well, it also happened to have Jerry Rice, now, Jerry Rice is the greatest right. receiver of all time, but I don't know that that was number four draft class. Those Jerry are some Rice great is players. the hardest worker of all time. Yeah, 
I mean, you, so that you was... meet Jerry Rice, he'll walk right through you. I met him. When I met Jerry Rice. He's like, he's look at his eyes, dude. He's yeah. he's he's he he's such a good guy. But such I don't, a good guy. Yeah, I don't know Sorry. that that makes it. Well, I'm just saying, I don't make that know that that uh, makes it the right. the, the best. And, and my 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 number three, I uh, I got 1957. Okay. You got that one? Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I was talking about. Do you have that four. on your list anywhere? Yeah, that's uh, Paul Horning, Lynn Dawson, Jim Brown, Jim Parker, Tommy McDonald, Sonny Jim Jurgensen. Brown. Yeah, Jim Brown, Henry Jordan, Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah, I mean, if you know if you know about football, those there's three names on there mm -hmm. made football, and you could put Jim Brown oh, yeah. right in front of anybody in the league, and guess what he'd do? Rush for <laughs> run him over two thousand yards, right? Yeah, Jim Brown. Even to this day, <laughs> probably run the ball for 100 yards in one game before he died on the field. So uh, it's it's a hard thing, you're right, uh, to really truly encapsulate this in in, in the perfect fashion. Well, so, but I think it's a good good thing that I think that's a good year because I, I can call those names out. What's your number two? Well, so so what I was going to say is, is I mean, you know, because you look him up and you can see him. And and this is what's kind of funny. So I don't want to name them. I I, I I was reading them, and I'm not sure that that I I like the way that they classify it as one one through everything. The number two to me is the number one as far as defensive. Right. You had Lawrence Taylor. You had Mike right. Singletary. You had uh, Howie Long. And in addition, yeah. you had Ronnie Lott and uh, Ricky Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yeah. So I mean. But defensively, that may have been the greatest draft class of great defense. So, what wins football? To me, defense. Well, <laughs> yes, certainly. Offensive offense well, wins games. Defense wins championships. And it's true. And, and everybody, you better watch out. I'm going to call out my friend Jim in Fort Worth, Big Jim C. Your Ravens, brother. Uh, I think they've got it together. I think they might come out of the AFC right now. Buffalo Bills are a fantastic team. I'm not even thinking my Steelers are going to come out of the NFC. AFC, sorry. So yes, I agree that 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 might be to me. Uh, if on the other one, there wasn't a couple other names I liked so much. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, uh, oh no, I really do like it. Everybody on that love the, the number two. Yeah. Number two might be number one. And it's weird that there, it's been a long time since any of these draft classes were really rated. Yeah. Uh, well, but, that's, uh, that, that's part of it, though, is because a draft class has to, you have to get about 10 years out to figure out how good yeah. they do. And then this is rating uh, them based off of Hall of Famers. And so right. think think about well, that. I've got, yeah, I've got 40 wins, 32, 30. And then, so who's your number one since your number two was there? Well, you thought it was my number one, number one, so I think no, my number two was the number one for defensive picks. My number one right. is not the number one for offensive picks. It's number one for quarterbacks. Had John Elway. Right. It had Jim Kelly. It had Dan Marino. Now, in addition to that, it had Eric Dickerson. Um Richard Dent, Daryl Green, so there were some other people. 1983. 1983. 1983. Yeah, yeah that, that has to be one of the – now, I, I read back into all of these back in the 40s and 50s, and there was a couple in the 20s and 30s that could have rivaled that one. But when you think about what records are on the books, 
I, I have to agree. 1983 was the best NFL class. Now, now, and here, here's what's funny is because if you go back to 2004, 2004 had Eli Manning, Phillips Rivers, um, and then the Steelers picked some kind of heavy set fat slob as quarterback. But I mean, those three came. Out, I'm kidding. Roethlisberger came out of 2004, which is also why yeah. when you when you look at it. Um, that class, there will that, be a time it could be better. That, that class will probably be number three or two, exactly. Two or three. Yes, because because I there were other players I was like into that too. Yeah, so and that that's Takes why so much time. That's why. Yeah, you've. I mean, when you're looking at Roethlisberger, he's been in the league for 16 years. Manning just retired. Um, it, you've got some some guys that one they have to get old enough to retire. Eli Manning's not in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he's not going to be, or he is. My only point is, is that Eli or Peyton? Eli, but Eli, because okay. Eli has more Super Bowls. But my point about that: Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, neither one have retired yet, and you can't get into the Hall of Fame for five years. And Eli just retired, so that's three quarterbacks out of this league that could all go to the Hall of Fame, depending on how picks are. It and, should be on this list. And, You're and right. which this whole list is talks about how many Hall of Famers and how many Pro Bowlers. But that particular that one year, oh four was on the list. But you've got people who still need to retire, you know. And then there were some <laughs> there were there were some other lists. Um, Two thousand one with Ladainian Tomlinson and Steve Hutchison are the only oh, Hall man. of Famers. And I don't know that that was oh. a great year. Um, the the one the nineteen eighty nine and I didn't think it gave got enough. It was it was number ten. It had Aikman, Barry Sanders, and Derek Thomas, and Deion oh, Sanders, man. and Deion Sanders. So and then Steve Atwater. But Aikman is a three time Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. Barry yeah. Sanders is arguably the best quarterback in in I mean the best running back in running history. Back, running now, back. And, and maybe he is or isn't. That's that's an opinion thing. But he is arguably the best. Deion Sanders is the best cover guy. In history, and Derek Thomas may be one of the best linebackers. I mean, so how does that rate? You get four guys that may that could that you could make an argument were the best at their position. Now, I, I don't know that I don't know that I'd call Aikman the goat, but what he did, he did fantastically. You know, I, I mean, like I said, it's just arguably. So I love I love the premise. Um, how do you, how do you rate him? You know, how, how do you do it going forward? Well, you can't really. Well, they got to have tenure, and there's no. lists, and, and I could, I could poke it. I, you know, you want to poke the bear, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever draft class, 1950, 1960. Um, there were there were a ton of great talent back then. So okay, now we're gonna flip flop for basketball. Uh, I've got those ready. Well, too. I was saying, let's not and, let, let's say basketball for later. Because we've been doing uh, a whole sure? football. Yeah, we could do that. You know, right. in a couple of weeks, we won't right. have any Next football to deal gonna with. Be a lot, of, a lot of great basketball stuff. So I got fair. them rated. Okay, and they definitely you can. You, there's there's four clear classes in basketball. That's cool. But uh, I, I do want to switch over and, and go back to uh, first of all, um, uh, Big Nolan. You, you called in, uh, text in about uh, your Houston Texans, and and I'm in Houston. And I really haven't put enough attention towards them. Um, so I'm going to start this off with, first of all, the Texans really over 
overperformed this year. There isn't any reason they should even have any wins. <laughs> I think that I, I really think that you've you've got one of the young best young quarterbacks in the league. Um and uh you've you've got a great supporting cast. So is that all fair, Annie? Yeah, it is. I, I'm I'm a little concerned with the things that JJ Watt came out and said because those things made me think that uh that, that franchise was struggling and having some trouble. And, and I could be wrong because so, I don't pay enough attention so, to him. Um it's it's time for JJ Watt to go. Okay. Um, there's no there's no question. And Mr. Watt, first of all, JJ Watt, uh, and Nolan, you are great members of your community. And uh, if you remember, Mr. Watt did like got millions of dollars for donations, and and he loves Houston, and he's been here a long time. But they did not build the team around him, Danny. And they finally let the coach and the GM go. And so what happens when the GM and the coach go, um, there's a whole new thing. We're going to go into this because several coaches got fired because their systems didn't work. So I encourage uh, J.J. Watt to go join the Pittsburgh Steelers and play along his brother towards the end of his career and, and win another Super Bowl. I think that might uh, be a good idea. I mean, no, I, I think I think you're right. I, and, I haven't thought about that because Watt sounds yeah. like he's very disappointed with the organization. Yes, and, you, and you could be right. But he's done a lot of great things for, for Houston. And, and, he has. For Houston, he loved Houston. But they just they did some bad things, Danny. They did some bad things. Sure. They started trading away. See, French, and you know, franchises that they think they as are exiting and one. There's two ways of building: draft picks or foundation. Right. And you got to mix it, right? So a great, great, a great thing is Nolan Ryan when he first got to the Rangers. Nolan Ryan when he first got to the Texans, he built the foundation. Yes. Right? Yeah. He brought in talent. Brought in talent. But what Bill O'Brien never did with the Texans was build, was build. And then as he saw his career was going out, and then he made him GM, he gave it all away. He gave the best receiver in football and two or three. So they don't have – they hardly have anything to build on with the Texans. The Texans shouldn't have won a game, but I got to give credit. Nolan, you got to hear this. Your quarterback – is probably he willed himself to a couple. He's he screwed up a couple of games and lost, right? But he won all the others. You guys should have went one, two, and fourteen. <laughs> I mean, you know. But he yeah. willed with his will. You don't you don't have a lot. And everybody's talking about bringing a runner back, bringing receivers. You and Brandon Cooks, Mister, we give you a lot of respect. And your team, a lot of respect. You had Romeo Cornell, who could hardly walk across the field to high five. Calling the game since <laughs> your head coach. Bless your heart, sir. But the bottom line is the Texans are not uh, viable anymore. They need a wholesale adjustment and an entire organizational change 
Because when you want to win Super Bowls, you either do that or you sell it to the other city in California who wants a football team. <laughs> and and I think that um, they got they they got rid of their head coach, right? So they're they're looking for a new one, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I mean, they're one of the teams that that need to get a new head coach. I don't know if they're going to talk to Old Red Jason Garrett, but they may. Right. Uh, the Chargers have already asked permission to talk to Old Red. So they're right, another so, team that got rid of their head coach. Uh, <laughs> I'll break this into my fun. So what has happened in the NFL is there are six teams, Danny, a uh, total of six that have uh, disassociated themselves from their head coaches. And, uh, you know, um, truly, I don't I, – I know that some of these are good opportunities, but some of these have been going for a while. So um, – I would write them. Uh, so the Detroit Lions, they have a bunch of cap space. But Matthew Stafford, he's getting older, right? One of the best. Right. best but he's, he's got heart. I've always loved Matthew Stafford. Um, they were telling me the other day that they were, they were Deshaun Watson, uh, Watson, the quarterback, was getting wasted because he was on such a crap team. But for the for true – uh, Detroit Lions Megatron was wasted because he was on the crap team. <laughs> so everybody out there, you could text me and you message me. Um, mm-hmm. Megatron never won a championship because he was on the crap team. They, he, he, he had led the league in passes, so he retired. Uh, the worst place to go is Detroit Lions. They have nothing. Um, Stafford... <laughs> Would you want to be the, the head corner. coach of the Detroit Lions? Would you want to be the head yes. coach of the Browns? I mean, I don't oh, know. Wait. Uh, I've got them all. I've got them all rated. I did them on my thing. I think the Lions, because of their salary cap availability, yeah, um, and they've got a they've got a, a number seven pick. Eh, eh you know, eh. Uh, I would say Lions not the worst job. Uh, the worst fifth worst job to me. Um, because they got rid of the GM and they got rid of the coach. Um, the problem with that is is that they've got a, the Atlanta Falcons. But the Atlanta Falcons are upside down in their salary cap. They, still have not, uh, they have two injured linemen, two injured linebackers, and they have big men. So that would probably, to me, be the worst place to go. Because <laughs> you, you can't really build when you ain't got any money. No, I mean that's true. Uh, that that makes that makes things tough unless you're able to get rid of some guys. Um, you go in and you swallow the pill the first year. You cut some dudes. Uh, you trade off some stuff, and, and then you bring in some new talent. But um, well, I mean, and the other thing is, you know, Matt Stafford and and Matt Ryan, they're both on the backswing. You know? Oh yeah, they're I, on the back end of their career. Yeah, so, I, I, and not to say that they don't have a year or two left. They're older guys, man. Right? I, no, I agree. I was, I was just going to say, if you if you don't suck bad enough, to, I mean, this should be a good quarterback draft coming up. But if you're not bad yeah. enough to pick up one of those quarterbacks, then that's not the team you want to be on, and that that's going to be hard to say. <laughs> so, right. So I I look there there is a quarterback or two, and I think like the Steelers, the Falcons, uh, they've had great leaders for a while. I'd say Matt Matt Ryan might have a little longer left on his thing, but Ben's been banged up. You know, his whole demographic was for 
fighting for extra yards and getting hurt for years. Um, really, uh, the Texans, they've cleaned house. Um, but Sean Watson, he, he's fantastic. They've, but they're upside down because of uh, a Watt. If they can get rid of Watt, um, I think they can be a, a, a tangible place for a coach to go and succeed. Um, but they don't have a lot of talent, Danny. So when you, you walk across their, their walk across their, uh, other than the, uh, Watt and Watson, they don't have a lot of talent. They're not a good team. Their no. stats and their no, defense, they've, they've let everything go. Yeah. And so out of, and I'll say this, out of balls, I think Watson and, and Watt and just out of balls, they won games they shouldn't have. And they yeah. lost games. They should have been about 8-8, eight eight, honestly. Uh, they, they they dropped a couple of games that were right on the target, and that was just out of Watson being a competitor. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, so, I, I was uh, going to say, you know, Houston loves J.J. Uh, Watt, but if he doesn't want to lose – uh, face with the Houston Oilers. If he were to go to Pittsburgh and say, "Hey, I'm going to finish my career playing with my brother," people in Texas understand that, and they would let him do that. And and he could still make all of his commercials. He could leave. He could leave Houston as a hero because people would. Uh, people in Texas appreciate that family thing. I want to go play with my brother. You know, the last couple of years of my career, and he could do it. and He could get out, and they could get out from under that contract, and maybe open up some some cap space in order to right. allow them a little bit of growth. Up, I mean, that's something he could do yeah. and, and get out. And I think, he, I think uh, Pittsburgh would take him back. I think it's, it's time for, it's time for him to go. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh has the, the, the cap space. Uh, so, so and he won't go to a loser. No. So the, his, your question, Nolan was, uh, should JJ Watts stay with the, uh, Houston? No. He should finish his career with a more stable team like Pittsburgh or Green Bay or, you know, someone else who's a more, much more stable team, coaching staff, um, and he can make an impact. Um, uh, that, that was question number three from Big Nolan uh, was, should we get rid of J.J. Draft and can we handle his contract? Well, there are a lot of he, – so he's not an A-lister anymore, but his contract guaranteed money is only – is affordable. Uh, Fifteen million for a guy who can make an impact is affordable. So I would say that uh, uh, I, I I would love 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 to see him play across from his brother, um, but he's still got a few more years in the league. Uh, New York Jets, no, they they've got a GM. Um, they fired their coach. I think they're the Jets are a desirable place to go um, for anybody. Um, and Danny, I was thinking about this. We talked about this before. How long should a coach have to be on a team before you can fire him? Two One years, year. three years. One year. No, sir. One no, year. sir. No, I just. Why? If, if I was why Jerry, do you say that? If I was Jerry Jones, I would fire Mike McCartney. I would McCarthy. I would fire him. His decision making has been bad. It, it, <laughs> he brought a defense in. To player now, part of it is is they did not have the spring training they normally had, made it very difficult for them to do it. But quite frankly, you don't coach your system. You co- you coach a system to the players. You don't make your players right. suit your system. 
Because because it doesn't work that way. And we saw that. It was a colossal mistake. What he tried to do with the defense this year was a colossal failure. You cannot tell me that a team that gives up 31 points a game is not a failure on a colossal standpoint. Dallas is relatively, I guess, middle-aged in the NFL. It's not a new team, not an old team. It's right in the middle. But they've been around for 60 years, and in 60 years, this is the worst defense in the history of the franchise. Then he goes in and he makes stupid mistakes, not calling, not throwing flag, challenge flags when he should, going on fourth down when you're inside your 30, stupid fourth down calls just because you're desperate for a win. The dude is desperate. He coaches desperate. He, he lets players get on the field who continue to make the same mistakes, who make personal fouls, so, who make I guess idiotic we got mistakes. Off the... But the dude, the dude has not done anything <laughs> to okay. make well, well, confidence. And if I was the owner, this one was so bad, I would cut his ass. I would. I'd let him go. So, no, dude, sorry. Um, we 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 were get back to. Coaching opportunities, not who yeah. should be fired. Well, no, I mean, but so, but you're saying how long should they should they be there? And I don't right. really, honestly, actually, I don't think coach, there should be a year. I mean, I don't think there should be a time frame. It's Tip, typically got to have time. You got to have time to. You, you, he was terrible this year. So the thing was is that he was above terrible. Okay, so usually any fan from any team. Gets a new coach and they go, all right, new coach. Yeah. Especially college sports. All right, new. Oh, God, didn't make that timeout. We lost. Damn it. All right, we lost. Damn it. Darn it. Yeah. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. So those those are the type of things that you're used to. But when you bring in a really high dollar coach from a former championship team, you expect that he can kind of handle those situations, is what you're, because I think. That a, that a head coach in any sport, especially NFL, uh, college at least, needs two to three to four years to really get the players in place he needs, um, change the system, um, unless, unless you've really got uh, a great successful team and the coach uh, has a problem. All right, so you're asking me how if if I think he should be able to be a coach long enough, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I you know uh, we all know I had to start a new job, you know, due to COVID. So first of the year, I got to meet with the boss, his wife, and his son, and, and so we're talking about business, right? In a few months. They, they were asking me about this and this and this and this. And so there's a lot of good, positive things, and I've got to sell them on the fact that I can continue to run their business and make money, right? And I can show you all the successes. And there were a couple of things in there where I'm like, yeah, I failed on this, but here's what we're going to do to fix it, okay? So what are you going to tell me about the defense? You failed on that. And quite frankly, what do you think you're going to do to fix it? Because I don't see a fix in place with what's going on. All these crazy penalties that are just ridiculous. How can you tell me that you're not going to have those, that all of a sudden you're not going to tolerate them because you've tolerated them all year? 
And this is my problem. The, these are the questions that, as an owner, I'm going, how are you going to make this not happen next year? And I don't think he's got any answers for it. I have, honest to God, I do not think I have ever seen a first-year coach that I have been so utterly disappointed in because of the decision-making on the field. And I remember everybody talking about Jason Garrett not being a good time manager or he doesn't manage it well at the end. Holy crap, he was head and shoulders better than the crap we saw managing on the field this year. That's a failure. If a coach can't yeah. do that, that's a failure. It, it truly was high school. It was. And I, I don't I don't I, I could not the few cowboy games I did have the opportunity to see, I went, What? Yeah. What are they doing? Why are they why are they making that calling that play towards the end of that game where they should or shouldn't want it? What? What? No. So, um, away from that, I, so yeah, I would I'd fire that. him. I, after a year, I'd fire him. In most cases, so, if it was about setting up a system, it takes a couple of years. I get does. that. It really but the, does. But my issues with McCartney are not say, systems. So, they're decisions on the field. They're game day on the field decisions of what you do and do not tolerate. And I, I can't handle him. There, well, there, there's several organizations that obviously don't have the right string of accountability Correct. from the top to the bottom. So if you really want to break it down, what needs to happen is there has to be accountability for losses and wins and in performance. So like it, what I do for a living, you do your job or I make you accountable. Yes. And, 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 and the players know it. My man, my assistant managers know it. Everybody knows that when we get these numbers back, I've got to make you accountable. So Jerry Jones needs to go. Hey, we didn't get the numbers I wanted. What are you get now? What are you going to do to change? It's tangible. So what can I see that you're going to do to change? Uh, and, or not, you're gone. So I, I do have a a side note for you. I think. Dak will be back, and they'll be back with the Cowboys. What do you – give me a perspective about Cowboys fans out there uh, about uh, Elliot. Well, so what do you think about Elliot? Well, in today's world, I think Elliot's a great running back. Okay, we'll just start there. But in you today, do? It, you do? I, I do. But in today's world, spending $17 million a year on a running back is a bad move, and that's a Jerry Jones problem. So he made, he paid Elliott way too much money, you, in my you opinion. Think that Elliot, you think that Elliott can, can hold up? I think he's a little weak. I well, um, Okay, so holding up and I think being he's a good running shape. back are not the same. Um, I, I think he's a good running back, but I think Pollard – is is better? I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. the The problem with Elliott is is he is an Emmett Smith t- style running back in a new age world. Emmett Smith yes. was never making he never made the long runs. I mean, not not the forever runs. He didn't run away from people. He wasn't that fast. He would make his sixty yard. You know, he'd break through the line and get caught sixty yards downfield. He did not do that Tony Dorsett ninety nine yard run. Because he didn't have the kind of breakaway speed, and I don't think Elliott so, does either. Do you think but, they need to keep Elliott? 
Well, they 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 don't have a choice because nobody's going to pay seventeen million dollars for Elliot. He hadn't shown he's worth well, seventeen million dollars. What's year. guaranteed though? I don't know. Because a lot of the contracts, they just want to go. Yeah. What do we have to pay him? Well, and that, and that's the case. And I don't. I just don't know how much um, somebody else would pay for him. He's a good running back, but I I think you know. I mean, everybody went after. I don't think uh, what's he's his a name for the Cowboys back anymore. No, no, I think right up front he had some energy. His first year or two had some boisterous energy, but that's all. I just wanted to comment for you, Cowboys fans. Elliot just doesn't have that extra mustard anymore. His last game, I, not not this last game, but the game before that, he had it man, back. That's because he was out the week when Pollard and Pollard ran his right. butt off. Pollard's <laughs> running his butt off, which is so. I mean, that, and that's part of it. In the NFL, you're wearing out running backs. Left and right. So to have a couple is a good thing, and you don't want to overpay for one. And we overpaid for Elliott, in my in my opinion. We overpaid for him. I, I like him. I think he's still a good running back. I think, he, think he's still viable. But at $17 Fair million, dollars, that's just that's too yeah. much. And that's so amazing. that's what that's – th- we'll circle back to our buddy from the show, Big Nolan. So, Nolan, you were asking me, should we keep J.J. Watt and sure, should we deal him? So JJ Watts got about the same amount. It's about seventeen million guaranteed. And can he be that much of an impact next year? Probably not. I mean, but you, it'd be hard to dump him. And you, the, the the original team has to cover some of the back pay. So it just depends on where they are. Mm-hmm. And I would say that value-wise, J.J. Watt's the best athlete in the community of Houston, but choo-choo train. Mm. Choo-choo. He's got to go. He's got to go to open it up. So they're already going to get a couple of mids picks. They've got 13 picks. If they could do a little deal where they could move up and get a receiver, or a couple cornerbacks. Texans need a lot of help all around the wall. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so I would say, I it's time for him to go. I agree. It's it, it, it it's not even going to be hard for him to pick up the contract because a lot of teams I've said seven teams now have wide open millions like the Jets, uh, the Bengals. He, he won't go uh, there, but but I do think. I, I do think a that Steelers thing. Yeah, I think something like that would work. And and like I said, I think the, honestly, I think the best fit in the world for JJ Watt right now is the Steelers. I think that because his brothers there exactly because they need another end. Well, both because they could use the other end and his brothers there, and he. Could, I I think that he might go there for a little bit less money. Uh, to make it work on everybody's account to go finish out on a team that has a shot year in and year yeah. out to win a Super Bowl and needs another end. Uh, I mean, think about it. Just We're not born brothers, but if you and I had the opportunity to go play together at the end of our career, wouldn't we want to do something? I mean, it would make it more fun, and I think that J.J. Yeah. Watt's that kind of guy. Up. So that that I mean that's just my opinion. I think he's that kind of guy, and I think he'd be a good fit with that defense, with that defensive style, with his brother, with the organization. Yeah, I did too, and and so I did too. So JJ Watt, where, yeah. Hey, call your brother. 
<laughs> TJ, call, call your brother. Tell him to come call play in brother. Pittsburgh. From old guys on radio, get That's him right. over there. You can handle it. <laughs> now you'll have the number one defense again in the league next year. All right, so so old guys rule radio is just an is just a show of a couple of dudes that don't know a whole yeah. lot, and we've had some pretty good predictions that that made it, and we've given you some news that nobody ever knew. A couple of different times we've done it, and just to point out. You know, the, and I don't want to get deep into it, but the COVID, they've got this new strain that's over in Europe and it uh, is more uh. contagious, but not any more deadly, right? And if you think back about a month and a half ago, oh, guys, Rural Radio told you this strain was out there, told you we'd been tracking it and that it was coming. So just so you know, we're not full of crap, but our eyes are still brown. So, entirely, not now, entirely. Now, I, I, I did want to. I, I do want to ask you because I don't know how much longer you want to go. I know we've gone a long show, and we like doing that, especially when we don't do one for a couple of weeks. But I got to ask. First off, who do you think should be ranked number four now after we've seen this weekend? And who do you think is going to win uh, the championship football? game? Yeah, NCAA. Football? Where I'm going to college. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to college. Oh, okay, okay. So. Who do you well, think should be ranked so for fourth? for college football, Notre Dame the, the or A&M. Was, uh, so um, you saw that University of Cincinnati belonged in that conversation. Other than a weird thing, they were undefeated yeah. and Georgia something yeah. happened. Yeah. So they belonged in that conversation. Yes. Either one of those teams could have given up a better fight. Um, but for a long time I've said, unfortunately – uh, whatever you lay in front of Alabama's offense right now, other than like the New York Jets yeah. <laughs> or uh, 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 the, the, their their offense, they're just a beast. So you, you think you think recruited. you think uh, Alabama's going to roll on? Uh, you think roll tide over Ohio State? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Ohio State. Oh really? You know why? Okay, yeah. yeah. Because. Um, uh, I'm sorry, my old friend Jessica up there in North Fort Worth. I hate Alabama. So let me 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 What was that? Yes, this is a tough one. <laughs> I dislike Alabama. Yeah. I dislike the New England Patriots because I don't like anyone who is successful for that long and dominates her league with arrogance. Okay. So when I, when I say before I preclude, I hate these SOBs, the two most successful teams and the two sports I love the most for God's sakes, I go, I better preclude it. So when I'm, when I'm saying this is that I have ultimate respect for both of the coaches, but man, could someone else win? Holy crap! Well, you know the the crazy part is is that if you look at um, our, you know, there's six coaches in the in the NCAA yeah. that have won national championships. Six active coaches. Do you know who those six are? Uh, well, I know two of them. Okay. Well, Davos, well, Davos Sweeney, Clemson, um, Nick uh, Nick Saban, Alabama, uh, uh, and then uh, the guy who's going to be the new head coach of. Oh, Urban Meyer. Is Urban Meyer uh, coming back? He's not current, though. If Urban Meyer comes oh, back, oh, Urban Meyer would be. But I'm talking current. So you've oh. got Alabama. we got Clemson. Who uh, else? There's only one more. Who, there's no, only there's one six. More. There's six of them. Oh. 
The third uh, one is uh, Ohio State's uh, coach. That's three. Uh, Dabo Sweeney. You said Dabo Sweeney. That's Clemson. Clemson's uh, coach. Uh, Urban Alabama's Meyer. coach. Oh, uh, well, Urban Meyer Ohio was State's Ohio State's coach. Ohio State's coach hasn't won. Okay, he hasn't won it because He's Urban Meyer coach. had it there. That's right. All right. right. It's right. but it's Ohio. But so Urban Meyer had Ohio State. You were talking about national championships. Right. Ohio State's won one. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, and then the two weird ones were A and M and and LSU. Uh, well, A&M. LSU, A and M, and North Carolina, uh, or uh, North, uh, yeah, North Carolina. Matt Brown, because Matt Brown won it when he was when he was at Texas. So that's five of them. I don't remember who number six is. But my, my point to that is is that even if Ohio State wins, Urban Meyer was there. They've been winning. Our national champions. The other one is the coach. Of, did did Georgia win one? I'm trying to remember uh, who six is. But uh, we've not had many national champions in the last decade. I mean, seriously, there's uh, there's not there's not been that many. But my my big question is. So you've already answered it. You think Ohio State's going to win over Alabama? Well. So the only reason that I would I would pick that is that they've only played so many games, right? And they're so rested. They're, they're a little they're a little fresher. Um, so the, the, this is where it comes down to. If you watched Alabama, uh, Texas Tech, uh, I'm sorry, your Aggies would have done a much better job. Um. But could they have stopped the offense? I, I, I will tell you this: I do not believe that A and M would have beaten no, either didn't. Alabama or Clemson. I only uh, think that they were better than than Notre Dame, and that you know that's indeed, kind of indeed. That's indeed. always that the, was a that was a big have, thing. They should have Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati well, yeah. stood up pretty good to Georgia, you know, but they still so, lost. Well, yes. I mean, they they so, still lost. That's, that's and, and my only my only point was is that they've always said that if you lose early, it doesn't hurt as much as you if you lose late. AM got lose, trounced yeah. by Alabama week two. Notre Dame got trounced by Clemson week fifteen. Why did that not count for more? I, that part I don't I, understand. Clemson beat or uh, Notre Dame beat number two Clemson, but that was without their starting quarterback. A and M outright beat number three Florida. So why is it that that didn't count? So anyway, we're going back to the same thing. But my question is: so that it goes back to this was my original question. Who's number four? We we now you you think that maybe and I think Ohio State has a chance against Alabama. I think that's going to be a great game. I think it's Alabama one, uh, or I think I I think you might may be right. But Alabama and OSU are the best two. Clemson's three. Who's number four? Who do you rank number four? Notre uh, Dame or A and M? This Oh, I'm going to have to go A and M or Cincinnati. Okay. Um, and I don't they, think Cincinnati is going to jump A and M only because A and M no. won and Cincinnati right. didn't. And A and M should be number four for sure. Just curious, maybe Georgia, but but it was just right there. Um, and the number four greatest of all time, I would probably say, was um, um, George Foreman. <laughs> well, there we go. 
We all we we love George and George Jr. and Georgina. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a great time we had! Uh, oh, by the way, uh, NHL starts in a couple weeks. Outstanding, because I love the NHL way more than I love the NBA. Uh, and and uh, they're starting up. We got to send some love out to our friends over at your favorite business with Big John. Tell them a little bit about your uh, friend over there. Are you talking about? Uh... Oh, Cement City? Cement City. Oh, man. So if you got a motorcycle, actually, if you've got a Harley, and you need it lowered, or you need it raised, or you need it boom-boxed out so you can have yourself a rolling jukebox, all you got to do is call Custom City. Or Cement, (laughs) excuse me, Cement City. Or if you need a French poodle. (laughs) Uh, If you need a damn French poodle, they got them freaking things too. It's a Frenchie, not a French poodle, but it's a Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. Yeah, they're like a little mini rocking dog. They look like a mini boxer. Man, it's a boxer you can put in your purse if you had a purse. So it's uh, they're they're really cute dogs. But Seaman City, they'll they'll go in and they'll give you the iRide system, which will allow your bike to automatically raise and lower. Uh, They'll go in and can, can change out all your electronics. They can rebuild your bike. Uh, they can get it wrapped. They anything you want. But the big cool thing is, is that the Rockford Fosgate uh, reps and uh, their bike is, hey, well, John's bike is almost louder than my Jeep. Uh, but <laughs> it was louder till I got my That's latest funny. set of upgrades, and now it's not. So challenge is on. We'll see if he says challenge accepted. So, but uh, yeah, Seaman City, uh, Seaman City Customs. They can do whatever you want on a bike. We thank uh, our other uh, our other uh, sponsor, uh, probably the best guy you'll meet, family guy, uh, foundation repair, uh, everything you need. If there's ever anything you need around your home, uh, foundation, inspection, gutters, uh, all-in-one, Texas Home Trust. Texas Trust Home with Justin. Um, get a hold of him. Get a hold of us. He's awesome. And uh, they take care of all your things. Now we're going to do our final predictions for the uh, NFL season. And Steelers will win the Super Bowl. How about we just do the week, man? <laughs> I just want to do the week. <laughs> all right. I'm not ready for the whole season. <laughs> let, let, me, let me pick the right. week. So um, I, I, I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick the Bills over the Colts. I'm going to pick the mm-hmm. uh, Rams over the Seahawks in an upset. Just saying. And I'm going to pick the Buccaneers over uh, Washington. So that's going to be your Saturday trifecta. On Sunday, man, the Ravens, Texans, or Titans. I got to go with the Titan or the the Ravens because I hate the Titans. Uh, I'm going to pick the uh, Saints. And Why do you I'm hate go the, the Titans? Because I lived in Houston when they moved from Houston to Tennessee. I understand the A&M connection with. Uh, uh, Tannehill, and I understand your wife's connection with Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill. I want him to throw for 550 yards and get six touchdowns and his team <laughs> to freaking lose. All right? So Tannehill, I want to do well, but I want – until Bud Adams sells the teams, Bud Adams can bite my butt. All right? I'm sorry. Nice. That's just – he blackmailed the he, – he asked the he asked the city of Houston – to spend $30 million to renovate the, the Astrodome or he would pull the team. So they did. They took out bonds and they paid for it. Then he turned around and asked for $60 million more. 
And they did, and they took out bonds, and they and they did it. And then he came back and said, "I want another hundred million dollars worth of renovations, or I'm going to pull the team." And the the city's like, "Yeah, bite me!" Flipped him the finger, and he went over to to Tennessee, and he got his deal in Tennessee, and the Titans went over there. As long as he owns them, right. he well, and the wait, Philadelphia well, Eagles, the Titans and the Eagles are dead to me. All right, all right. <laughs> sorry. What are your predictions? Bills, Colts. Who do you got? Uh, I got the Bills. Rams, Seahawks. I'm going to have to go with the old Seahawks. All right. Buccaneers, Washington. I'm going to go for the underdog. Big T, I'm going to go for Alex Smith and Redskins. You're looking for feel good. All right. Washington Washington team. There you go. Ravens, Texans. Texans aren't in the playoffs. I mean Titans. Excuse me. <laughs> Ravens, Titans. Uh, I hate to say this, but Titans, I don't want I anybody to run into the Ravens. They're healthy now, and wow, watch out. All right. Bears, Saints. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, Bears, upset special. All right. And uh, Steelers, Kamara Browns? Is out. They're running, they're running backs out. Oh, shit. And Steelers, okay. Browns. All right. Uh, yeah. Steelers Browns. All okay. right, and you're yeah, picking Steelers, right? Yes, sir. All right, so by, there we go. By, so those are our 10. picks for next weekend. Uh, if you bet on them, you do it at your own risk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> funny, we, funny. We we do this for fun, and uh, I'm six beers in. I don't know about Chuck, but I am. So don't just don't trust my judgment. <laughs> uh, we we just want to say thank you. To all of our listeners, we had some fun, and uh, continue to message us in about the uh, the jerks of the world. And next week we'll get into uh, some lots of more fun stuff about uh, different different sports and different stuff. I want to talk a little baseball next week. All right, and uh, much much love to any everybody. Danny, final thoughts. Hey, it's a new year. Uh, I hope everybody gets a new attitude with the new year. I think sometime mid-year we're going to kick this corona crap and start getting back to living again. And, uh, you know, there's a song out there that I really like, and it just talks about, um, you know, someday when we're not six feet apart. And I look forward to that day, and I think that day is going to come in 2021. Um, So just blessings to all. Every day is a new day, and uh, we we just appreciate you guys listening. So God bless you. Um, I, I couldn't. Uh, I'll piggyback on that. That was awesome, and uh, I'll just piggyback on it and say um, we care about you. And if you ever need anybody, um, you can call us, uh, but you can also kiss butt. <laughs> There's about <laughs> half of you. There's about half of you out there that need to kiss some butt. And, and and I just I'm just excited, man. I, I can't wait till I can go somewhere and not be afraid. And you know, one of my pet peeves, and then my last one in prayers is, you know, what's the right way to wear the mask? You know, you walk in places and they got their mask on this way, and they got their mask on this way. Cover that lady your behind freaking the counter, nose. Right. Right, right. And it's down there on their lips or their face. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I got a pet peeve for you. If I got to wear this 
sleeping thing, then you got to wear it the right way, too. Ooh, I work at a retail store all day, so I have to breathe. I have to breathe because I can't hold it without my phone's too long. But I have to sit here and type in numbers. Numbers, numbers. All right, there's my uh-huh. last pet peeve. God bless you all. <laughs> all right, well, God bless. God bless. Love you all. And uh, we'll see you on video coming up real soon. Uh, Old Guys Rule Radio rules. Woo!